0: Hey, LA football fans, the Left Coasters here. I'm Matt.
1: I'm Brian. And I am Tony. And if you enjoy the three of us bantering over NFL football, please feel free to give us a like on SoundCloud. Head to Apple Podcasts and give us a review and help this podcast grow. You can also find us at theleftcoasterspodcast.com. And guys, get ready for a show.
0: And now, from lovely Pasadena, California, the Left Coasters graciously present the first annual Left Coaster Awards. With your hosts, Tony Cavallo, Matt D'Angelo Antonio, and Brian
1: Balzarini. All right. Wow, thank you. What a crowd. Beautiful. Thank you so much, guys. It's I have to tell you what an honor it is to be here hosting for the first time ever, the Coasties. Yes. Yes. Fantastic
0: news. What a great night it is. Great to be here with you and what a great year it has been for us. Here at the left coasters podcast and an
2: even better year for the city of los
0: angeles that's right we had two winning nfl franchises this year and two stellar head coaches and two dynamite quarterbacks and only one competent field goal kicker
1: ooh, ooh, ooh. had to so go that, there uh, it's okay fans it's okay the los angeles Chargers have fixed this problem by signing roberto aguayo uh, the last time aguayo was dependable so was our president ooh. Easy.
0: Well, maybe next year, Aguayo will be in the running for the coveted Coastie Comeback Player of the Year. It's an award that Jared Goff is nominated for tonight. He's here in the audience. How you doing, Jared? How you doing,
1: Jared? Nice to see you, buddy. Now, Jared, Jared uh, is in consideration for this award due to his work, along with Coach of the Year Nam Sean McVay, in making the Rams offense much more north-south oriented. Yeah, that means uh, towards the shiny yellow sticks
0: in the end zone there, Jared. <laughs> Good one, Dangles. <laughs> you know me. Well, we also have Carson Wentz here tonight. Yes, Carson.
2: How you doing, man? Nice to see you. Carson is nominated How's that for- leg doing? How's that ACL, buddy? Well, Carson is nominated for MVP based on his work in Philadelphia this year. You
1: know, Brian, if you combined Wentz, Deshaun Watson, and Teddy Bridgewater, you would almost get two working legs. <laughs> Don't worry, gentlemen. You'll be fine. You'll
2: come back next year. Good as new. I mean, just look at RG3.
1: Exactly.
0: Well, speaking of people who aren't RG3, the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, is gracing us with his presence tonight. Hi, Tom. No way! Tom Brady's the, here? The, the GOAT.
1: No. Oh, my goodness.
0: We sent him an invitation. We didn't know if he was going to respond. Lo and behold, here I, he is. I don't know if you saw, but he
2: made quite the entrance on the red carpet riding a jetpack powered by avocado fumes.
1: You know, I did think it was weird when Jimmy Garoppolo told us his invite was lost in the mail, but when Tom Brady's trainer, Alex Guerrero, showed up in his seat, it all made sense, guys. A-
0: Alex Guerrero's methods are so hypnotizing that Leo Remini has already left his facility. <laughs> oh, topical humor.
1: Favorite show out.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, even I make myself laugh sometimes. <laughs> Brad guy,
1: who, who's that sitting over there? Where? Uh, Just one row away from the unemployment line.
0: Oh,
2: it's Hugh Jackson and Marvin Lewis. That's right. That's right. Yes,
1: both of whom are up for the worst coach remaining. Wow, nice to see you, boys. Thank you for being here. That reminds me, gentlemen,
2: Dirk Cutter called and wants you to call him back. Something about blackmailing the owner to keep your job?
0: Ooh. Ooh. Yikes, that is rough. Uh, And lastly, Jeff Fisher
1: is not here tonight. Now, now, people of Los Angeles settle down. Jeff wanted to be here tonight, he did, but his night manager wouldn't let him off the shift as the greeter at Walmart. It's an important job.
0: He did tell us to have a nice day and wanted to make sure we knew he once coached Super Bowl-bound Nick Foles.
1: Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff, and thank you, ladies and gentlemen, who are here. We have a lovely show for you tonight. I'm excited as can be. The first-ever Coasties are about to begin, so let's move on to the first award. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the first Coastie to go out. And this will be for Comeback Player of the Year. Now, the Coasties are going to be an interesting show because we're giving out some awards that the NFL also gives out. We're also be giving out some awards that we made up ourselves to have a little bit of fun. Comeback Player of the Year is obviously an NFL award. It's the award given out to the player that maybe had a crappy year last year. Maybe he was injured. Maybe he didn't play so well. And then this year he caught fire and exploded. We made these awards the same way we do all of our lists, where the three of us individually make a list, and then I combine them and give it a point total and see who comes out on top. Comeback Player of the Year had the most nominations, the most people written down on the list, than any other award we gave, and still yielded the first unanimous victor. (laughs) So, without any further ado...
0: I like it. The audience is into it early in the game.
1: (laughs) The nominations for Comeback Player of the Year are... Robert Woods, wide receiver, Los Angeles Rams. Yes. <laughs> Jared Goff, quarterback, Los Angeles Rams. Ted Ginn Jr., wide receiver, New Orleans. Case Keenum, quarterback, Minnesota Vikings. Rob Gronkowski, tight end of the New England Patriots. And Keenan Allen, wide receiver for your Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen in Pasadena, California, all around me here tonight and listening at home, the first Coastie ever for Comeback Player of the Year goes to Case motherfucking Keenum. Congratulations, Case. Good job, wow. Case. Congratulations. You've well, earned deserved. It. well deserved. You've earned it, my friend. An unbelievable year. For a man who was cast away in Los Angeles, a man who let Jared Goff, as a rookie who didn't look like he belonged on an NFL football field, take his job. He's been kicked out of two NFL franchises, first in Houston and then in the Rams, and now caught fire in in Minnesota as starting the year as the third overall quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Bradford were ahead of him in the depth chart. Injuries took those players down, and then Kay steps in. What does he do? He leads him to the second overall record in the NFC and takes him to the NFC championship game a game that they lost but hey this is a regular season award show for regular season players and Kay's motherfucking Keenum deserves this award. You guys agree? No, I'm- totally. Absolutely. I mean, you don't, this was not just a one
0: off thing where he had to come in and be a band aid for a few games. This guy, this is somebody we're talking about who put up a 98.3 QB rating this year, who threw 22 touchdowns for 3,500 yards. From Kay's Keenum. From Kay's Keenum. This is a guy, again, I've said this before, who couldn't find the map or the end zone with a map if you, if you drew him one in 2016.
2: Second highest QBR rating unbelievable second highest that is amazing considering where he started at the beginning of this year exactly this kid earned it and he might have just got himself a nice nice payday
1: oh absolutely huge payday he's an impending
0: free agent whether that's in viking purple or whether that's with another team somebody's gonna pay
1: him next year to be their quarterback now let's look at the future a little bit because we got the time case keenum is a free agent this year the vikings could franchise him where do you think he ends up at the beginning of next year
2: I think money's on Minnesota, but if you were also a betting man, you could make a strong argument for the New York Giants and and Mr. Shermer taking him there.
1: Yes, Mr. Shermer is the offensive coordinator in Minnesota, just announced the new head coach in New York Giants. He reinvigorated Case Keenum's career. I think I see him in New York Giant blue as well. But I don't think he stays in Minnesota is what I'm trying to say. I think Minnesota keeps someone else. And Case Keenum just comes in, lights the world on fire and walks out the door with millions of dollars in his pocket. It's a crazy story. Do
2: you find it? uh, Do you feel that it is a one off kind of deal? Because it's hard to recreate what Case has done. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and there's not a lot of, you know, track record here. So, you, do you chance signing him to a lot of money hoping to recreate what he did and he didn't have a great last game you know i think there's a bit of chink in that armor
1: oh there's absolutely chink
2: so, so and he had a great great performance from his offensive line had above average ru- a running game and and he had what a pro bowl receiver a pro bowl b receiver
1: too yeah uh, no he had Love. players around him but there are teams out there with and players around them that are just missing a quarterback i think case is Case has certainly made himself money this year, deservedly so. The question is, can he repeat his success? I hope he does. I like him. I like the kid. I see him on Hard Knocks. He's a a likable character, and I want him to succeed. We're all rooting for him. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, congratulations, Case. Comeback Player of the Year. Well, well deserved.
1: Absolutely. And with that, that's our first award, so let's move on to the next one.
0: Next award for us today is going to be the uh, best free agent signing of the offseason.
1: I, like yeah, nice. I like this one. I like this one. This
0: is a good one. This is absolutely uh, a good one because we saw a lot of teams that really added to their uh, to their rosters this year and and made a case for, you know, for a title. Uh and and made themselves playoffs teams with some free agent signings. So, uh, without any further ado, the nominees for best free agent signing of the year are Andrew Whitworth, tackle, the Los Angeles Rams. Oh,
1: big one. That was a big a one. A
0: huge signing. Case Keenum, quarterback, Minnesota Vikings. Could Case wow. go two for back two? back to back. And Calais Campbell, defensive end, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow, wow. tough Another, company. Yeah, this is very tough company. All right, and the winner of the 2018 COSE for best free agent signing is Calais Campbell, defensive end, Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow, big, big Good win. Good
1: for you. Big win. Big win.
0: I think that makes sense. I, I agree with that, absolutely. I mean, if you talk about a guy who just came in and completely and totally blew up every single offensive line that he went up against, that Jaguars defense was top to bottom one of the most stellar units in the NFL this season, and it starts at that front four with that pass rush led by Calais Campbell. And it, let's
2: and let's remember, too, they signed him to a lot of money. There were high expectations. I think this is what, you know, we as the Coasties uh, like to embody. We weigh expectation to to production, and I think that's really what Calais Campbell did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whitworth was wonderful, but I think he was on that that last leg of his career. I don't know if anybody expected him to have as high of, uh, uh, of a performance uh, that he did. I think Calais Campbell met expectations, which were already high, and and exceeded them, and had a, an MVP almost uh, caliber season.
1: Calais Campbell, he was he's nominated for other awards this evening. That's as what well. I hear. And best free agent signing, though. I mean, this was the tightest race out of all the races we had, as we. We said only three people were nominated, meaning all of our lists only contained those three names. There was no one else considered between the three of us. I had Case Keenum first, though, because, and it's simply because of the money involved. Callias Campbell was signed for m- uh, millions and millions of dollars. Case Keenum was signed for chump change. The yield to what you spend is a lot bigger with the Case Keenum move, but there's not denying Callias Campbell was worth every penny that they paid him this year. I would, every I would, uh, penny. Just
0: to play devil's advocate I would argue that the amount of money compared to like for what they needed him to do. Yes. I mean the, the the position that the Jaguars were in versus the position that the Vikings were in I think kind of helps to balance that out a little bit in my view.
1: Absolutely. I get that completely. Kalias uh, Campbell I mean what a year for Jacksonville What a year for the Jacksonville Jaguars now that it's all over for them. And Dangles I guess we can touch on you a little bit because we won't be talking about Jacksonville next week. They lost the New England Patriots to go to the Super Bowl in a great A would you like to say your little goodbye to Jacksonville and a little tip of the hat for the year? I mean,
0: I I don't know if I can doff my cap enough to that organization for this season. I mean, talk about a team coming from behind, uh, literally taking everyone who told them that they were trash that they weren't good enough that they couldn't compete with the, the best teams in their division which is not even myself included yeah we all wrote we them were off. all there we all wrote them off we at the beginning there. of the season and we attributed it to quarterback problems and what did they do they made chicken soup out of chicken shit i mean gosh <laughs> they really did and i'm really i'm proud of the organization as a former jacksonvillean and as somebody who used to cover the team uh, and and as somebody who still holds a special place in my heart for that organization because mm-hmm. they scrapped and they fight and they clawed. If Deshaun Watson is healthy, does that sh- division shake out a little bit differently? Who knows?
1: Andrew Luck, too.
0: Andrew Luck, you also never know. But the Jacksonville Jaguars, they won their division for the first time in a long time. They made their first playoff appearance in a decade. And, hell, they made it to the AFC Championship game, and they almost, almost pulled off one of the greatest upsets in modern NFL they, history.
1: They show that they belonged. They do. They show and that they belonged. I
0: think, most importantly... They silencing the haters and proving to everyone that they're an organization that is worth a damn is the most important thing that they did this year. And next year, nobody's going to be writing the Jacksonville Jaguars off, whether Blake Bortles is the quarterback or whether somebody else is. because they're not content.
2: And most importantly, they have one of the youngest teams. In the league and up next we have not we have a, an amazing award speaking yep. of young players yep. we have the Defensive Rookie of the Year love this award love this award what a year it was for young talent uh, so let's let's get into it here The nominees for the 2018 Coastie Defensive Rookie of the Year are Tradavius White cornerback Buffalo T.J. Watt, linebacker, Pitts. Mm. Jamal Adams, safety, New York Jets. Miles Garrett, defensive end, Cleveland. First overall pick. Marshawn Lattimore, cornerback, New Orleans. And Marcus Williams, safety, New
1: Orleans Saints. Wow, New Orleans has two of them on there, amazing. Without further ado,
2: the winner of the Defensive Rookie of the Year award is Marshawn Lattimore, cornerback, New Orleans.
1: Deservedly so deservedly so what
2: a home run this year was for the new orleans saints and on the top of that list is marshawn Lattimore. what an incredible talent this young man is and i gotta tell you i like rooting for this kid yes he's a yes. good kid came out of really high stock and high pedigree of ohio state lived up to expectations and truly i i you know you could look at the new orleans saints and really say their success this year with the combination of their old, uh, their older talent on mm-hmm. the, on the, on this team, really just melded, and it started with Marshawn Lattimore.
1: I agree with you. I agree with you. I'd also say that the the field was very deep. Field was very deep this year. A lot of good names on there, and that's good for the NFL because you want to have young studs playing early. Lattimore, though, was clearly the best. Lattimore also a unanimous victor for this Coastie. We all thought he was the best defensive rookie, and that's not just because people are talking about him in ESPN. We saw this guy, and he shut people down. He's going to be good for a while.
0: He is the only uh, NFL cornerback this year's season to intercept a pass with his bum. And true. Uh, very and, true. and I I mean, yeah, just a, a great draft pick for the Saints uh, brought defense back to the big easy. I mean, this is not a team that is known for its defensive prowess or at least has been within within the last you know several seasons. And for them to be as much of a juggernaut as they were on the defensive side of the ball this year is really impressive. Honestly, it even I mean, in, the, in probably in both the Coasties and in the NFL awards, the Saints have a very good shot of taking home both the offensive and defensive rookie of the year. awards. Very true.
1: Very true. They do in the Saints, man. Oh, if if Drew Brees can continue to be true Brees, that team is going to be scary for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And Question if, is that ticking clock though, and part of the time is undefeated. TB12
2: TB method. Yeah, I know. Can he turn into
1: TB12? He's going to need to. And
2: I love the fact that out of these draft picks, uh, we see a lot of good corners. That has not a not a common thing. Usually, yeah, corners. a lot of good ma- defensive backs. They, yeah. they mature later in the career, so great to see them starting off strong.
1: It's very nice. So before we move on to the next award, we have a very special special award to give out. And that goes to the Left Coaster Fan of the Year. And there has been one fan who has been undeniably the most interactive fan that we have had this whole entire season. And so this fan award and then the awards that we give out uh, later on because of it goes to Rich Orstad. My man Rich, I cannot thank you enough. I cannot thank you enough for how much love you've given the podcast and how much we enjoy hearing from you each week on what you like about this show. Now, Rich, we asked him what he wanted to see out of these awards, and his number one award he wanted to see was the best touchdown celebration of the year. So Great I'm, idea. I'm Wonderful gonna, suggestion. I'm, I'm going to give mine what my pick was. Dangles will give his later on in the show. Brian will give his later on in the show, and then we'll decide. Uh, maybe, maybe Rich will tell us which one he thinks was the winner, and we'll let you know for our Super Bowl extravaganza coming next week. But my favorite touchdown celebration happened in Week 5, And it was against the Chicago Bears, and it was for the Minnesota Vikings. It's when Kyle Rudolph caught a ball in the end zone, and all the Vikings sat around in a circle. And Kyle Rudolph went around the circle and played duck, duck, gray duck. Mm. I say this is my favorite because not only was it fun to watch, but I learned something that day. The fact that Minnesota does not play duck, duck, goose, but rather plays duck, duck, gray duck. What is that? It's the same thing as duck duck goose except they say gray duck for no reason but other than they live in Minnesota. It's like a super it's a point
0: it's a really big point of contention. Yes. Like it's it's one of those regional things that like you just have to know and if you don't say it that way for whatever reason it's like being in the Midwest and calling calling pop soda. Yeah. You know, right. nobody yes. uh, they'll look at you like you're nuts. Well,
1: well explained. So duck duck gray duck is my pick for the best touchdown celebration and again rich orsted congratulations on fan of the year now let's move on to some more nfl awards and the next one up is probably my favorite one probably maybe my second favorite one but i really like this one and it is the worst free agent signing the worst The very worst. Because we've done the best. We've
0: done done the best. (laughs) There had to be
1: one. We've had some awards go out to the best free agent signing where the GMs, pat themselves on the back, and extend their contracts with their teams for years. These free agent signings, however, might have fired some GMs in the NFL. And the nominees are... (laughs) It starts off good. Mike Glennon, quarterback, Chicago Bears. Awful. Kenny Britt, wide receiver, Cleveland Browns. Brandon Marshall, wide receiver, the New York Giants. Terrell Pryor, wide receiver, Washington Redskins. And then finally, Martellus Bennett, tight end, Green Bay Packers. A handful of those uh, GMs that I just read were fired this year. (laughs) Gone. This could be some reasons why. Without any further ado, the winner is, in a very tightly contested race, the old Los Angeles Ram, Kenny Britt, Kenny Britt, congratulations! Wow. The worst free agent signing. He is now on the Patriots. He's going to a Super Bowl. He is going to a Super he Bowl. He very well may win a Super Bowl. Unbelievable! Kenny Britt from the Cleveland Browns signed him to a one-year deal to the New England Patriots. Cut already in Cleveland. I mean, none. Of the, Martellus Bennett left the team. I guess he was cut, but Kenny Britt was cut because he didn't belong. So congratulations, Kenny, you deserve worst free agent signing. That is unbelievable. Those lists of names. <laughs> that list that of was names. a bad you know, list I mean, of he names. He might
0: be the only person who went from uh uh from worst to or for from rather from first to worst, being the Rams leading receiver in yes. two thousand and sixteen yes. and then going to do Fuck all for the Browns in 2017. Meanwhile, his old team skyrocketed, scored 30 points a game, and made it the playoffs. And
2: you want to talk about a guy who didn't bring any value to his team? Yeah. It's Kenny Britt. I yeah. mean, truly, the guy came in to be a number one receiver, and and he was a literal cancer in this organization. He did nothing. There's one name on that list who I, I I you know who I know. There's there's a couple fans out there who who are ba- Bears fans who would say, "God, how did you not pick Mike Glennon? How could it not be Mike Glennon?" But at the same time, at least Mike Glennon. Helped a young Mitchell Trubisky in his first year to some degree on that bench. True, he could, very well could have. He was a good, he was a good locker room guy at the very least. Kenny Britt, for I fifteen I, million a year. Uh, you know
0: you could argue. I was gonna say you could argue. Uh, you know that Mike Glennon walked out of that pretty well because he's getting guaranteed eighteen and a half oh million dollars no matter what oh happens. God. So he, he, I mean, he, I think he's the victor here, even though he didn't quite win the Coastie here. You still win, Mike Glennon, because uh, you're gonna be padding your bank account for the next the forever.
1: Fact, car. The fact that Mike Glennon was the favorite right when he signed the deal, he was the favorite to win this award said a lot. I'm excited for this free agency period because Mike Glennon was something, as soon as that was announced, for how much money he signed, everyone in the NFL word was like, wait, what? What? That much money for, for Mike, Mike Glennon? Gl- yeah. Who was there a bidding
2: has war? Has had
0: two or three good games this is in his entire career? Which money hey, do you guys do?
2: Tried to bid for Glennon and didn't get him.
1: And just like Mike Glennon, just like his NFL career, he couldn't win what it mattered. Kenny Britt takes home the Coasties. Congrats, Kenny. Let's move on to the next one. All
0: right, next up we have Offensive Rookie of the Year. I'm excited for this one. We had a lot of really, really impressive uh, offensive rookies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, those fans
1: love these they awards. They do. They love,
0: they love a, the Coasties. A, a so con- how could you not?
1: Consistent enthusiasm well, for the fans. Well, you know, it's
0: a beautiful Los Angeles night. Uh, happy to be here. Everybody's excited. All right, let's do this. The nominees for Offensive uh, Rookie of the Year are Kareem Hunt, running back, Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Knockout, a knockout.
0: Leonard Fournette, running back, Jacksonville Jaguars. Another one. Beast. Alvin Kamara, running back, New Orleans Saints. Mm. And Deshaun Watson, quarterback, Houston Texans. Wow, wow, even with the injury. Even with the injury. And the winner of the 2018 Coastie for Offensive Rookie of the Year is Alvin Kamara, running back, New Orleans Saints. Unbelievable. Saints sweeping it. Offensive and defensive rookie of the year award. What an impressive season for this youngster out of Tennessee, a guy that nobody saw coming out of the draft. Maybe a few people here and there drafted him in uh, fantasy in a bunch of their leagues and reaped the rewards. But how can you argue with these stats? 6.1 yards per carry, uh, 10.2 yards per catch, 1,554 all-purpose yards, 13 total touchdowns, just one fumble and he did lose it Ooh. all season wow. long. Wow. That's impressive for a yep. rookie. That yeah, is yeah. versatility. That is dedication. That is just continued
1: consistency and success. You don't put up those numbers any other way. And a perfect scheme fit for the New Orleans Saints. Ideal. Like, again, knocking it out of the park by not only getting a great player, but a great player for your system. Like compliments Mark Ingram in every way, gives Drew Brees the dump off guy that they desperately need in that offense, and just makes people miss. Has an unbelievable elusiveness to him,
2: and does everything. I mean, there isn't anything you can't get out of Alvin Kamara.
1: Mm-hmm. Between
2: running between the tackles, he's not a very big guy. He's 215 pounds, 5'11. Mm-hmm. You know, but he is durable. It looks to be because nobody gets a clean hit on him, and he catches the ball like a boss. This guy could be a slot receiver any day in any system. Good on the Saints. Great pickup.
1: Now, we said we loved how many defensive backs were in the Defensive Rookie of the Year nominees, but three running backs in the Offensive Rookie of the Year nominees makes me really happy because I like a rushing offense. I like... Players that can run the ball. I'm sick of watching Chris Ivory plod for three yards. If we can get more Kamara's, Fournette's, and Hunt's, who truly any of these guys could have won that award, uh, make me very, very happy. All of my nominees were running backs. I had
0: Kareem Hunt in the number two slot, he, and we should we should note, guys, that what he did this year was incredibly impressive. We've had two straight seasons now where a rookie has led the NFL in rushing that's yards. That's fantastic. And uh, uh, he had so Kareem Hunt 1327 yards this year. He joins Earl Campbell, Eric Dickerson, and Zeke Elliott as the only players in the post-merger NFL era to do this. Wow. Very impressive. That's post-1970. That's uh, very, very impressive.
1: Alvin Kamara joins Lattimore and my man Case Keenum as a unanimous victor for this uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. So congratulations, Alvin. Scary team, and that leads us right into
2: this next award, the scariest player of the
0: year. I like this award. (laughs) I like this award. This is a good one. What? I enjoy this because what? it made me think a little bit. Because I put my list down on my initial list, and then I was like, "Wait a minute, scariest player." I almost You're had, right. the, I almost had the exact same players as my like offensive uh, MVP. And I was like, "Now wait a minute, the offensive MVP and and the scariest player on the field, they might not be the same person necessarily." So it really it made me really think what a, what my my strategy was, and I, I was it,
1: happy. I was happy with how it came out. I took it as if Tony Cavallo is putting on a helmet and shoulder pads and plays all the positions who does he not want to see opposing him on the sideline that's how i made this list so deep, i'm excited to see what this goes. deep thoughts mm-hmm. tony cavallo deep thoughts
2: well here we go the 2018 coasty scariest player of the year award the nominees are alvin camaro running back new orleans oh wow russell wilson quarterback seattle huh todd Gurley, running back Los Angeles Rams. Hey, Todd, nice to hear your name. Vontez Burfitt, linebacker, Cincinnati. Scary motherfucker. Julio Jones, wide receiver, Atlanta, and Aaron Donald. Defensive line, Los Angeles Rams. Wow, okay. The winner of the 2018 Coasties Scariest Player of the Year Award goes to Aaron Donald. Defensive lineman, Los Angeles Rams. A definite scary player. A definite scary player. (laughs) This man was my selection for the number one slot, the scariest person, because I cannot imagine, Mm -hmm. could not imagine Mm -hmm. what it would feel like to be a quarterback, under center, nose length, away from a man who could kill you, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he's good enough to kill you on any play. It's scary to think that Aaron Donald... Did not get a contract extension this year. He will in this offseason. He better. He will. He will. Fingers crossed. But this man, I, I, I couldn't imagine a man who I would never, ever want to, to, to tackle
1: me. Absolutely. I had Aaron Donald up there too, and just imagining myself lining up at center and seeing him and saying, You got to get on the other side of him and push him out of the hole so your running back can run through. It's impossible. It's actually impossible. He's, he's one no, of the few people that actually made good good offensive linemen look bad. Yes, and not only is he the strongest player on the field, he's one of the quickest, and his fundamentals are damn near perfect. A scary, scary player.
0: I had Russell Wilson a number one for this, and mm. and my reasoning my reasoning was this: he's the only guy in the NFL you cannot game plan for, in my opinion. You just and if even if you do game plan for him, you might as well torpedo it by kickoff because Russell is going to take whatever you do, whatever game plan you throw at him, and throw it in the trash mm. and just blow it right up. The uh, the way he gets away from pass rushes, 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage and still finds ways to complete passes, there's nothing that's the kind of shit that would keep me up at night as a defensive coordinator Absolutely. trying to figure out schemes to stop his ass.
2: And let's point out that there aren't too many awards where you could have Aaron Donald, Russell Wilson, and Vontes Burchfield in the same <laughs> in the same category. So congratulations to Aaron Donald. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And now for my selection, of the best celebration, Rich Orstad Memorial <laughs> selection, I am choosing Week Six. Week Six, Detroit Lions, Golden Tate, the People's Elbow. Mm, That's this was right. You did do the People's Golden Elbow. Tate,
0: yes, this was a great pick, Brian.
2: I got to tell you, I'm amongst wrestling fans. You are. You you've are. You've turned me. You've turned me onto the light. But I got to tell you. The creativity that the fact the fact that nobody has done that uh-huh. he, and he did it with pristine form, <laughs> it contact.
1: It contact.
2: It was contact with good the elbow. elbow. It, I mean, it, it was subtle. It was good. And you got to remember, everybody out there who watched the Lions, they were probably one of the best teams for celebrations this year. With the Rockets and everything else, they were well known for great celebrations. But it was topped off with a cherry with by Golden Tate. Well done, sir. The
1: people's elbow. Well done. Wow. Awesome. Well, that's a good celebration, man. It's a good celebration. So duck, duck, gray duck, and the people's elbow. Can't wait to hear dangles a little bit later in the show. But now let's give out the award for the most devastating injury. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We are not into celebrating injuries here at the Left Coasters podcast, but this award needs recognition. The most devastating injury is given to the player where his team's hopes were dashed the moment he went down. And we wish the health for every one of these players that are nominated, but these injuries were huge, huge moments in the NFL season. And Aaron Rodgers didn't make it. The nominees are. Deshaun Watson, quarterback, Houston Texans. David Johnson, running back, Arizona Cardinals. Ryan Shazier, linebacker, Pittsburgh Steelers. Carson Wentz, quarterback, Philadelphia Eagles, and Zach Miller, tight end, Chicago Bears. The winner of the first ever Coastie for most excruciatingly devastating injury is Deshaun Watson, quarterback, of the Houston Texans. Deshaun, step up here. Oh, you can't. No, well, that. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, That's indeed. That's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Deshaun Watson lit the world on fire when he was playing uh, for the Houston Texans. He was scoring points in bunches, made that offense. So they were a big play offense, the definition of it. And with the defense behind him, that team looked like it could really do some damage once they got going. And then just like that, in a practice, no less, not even on camera. In a practice, we hear reports that he went down with an injury. Everyone's really quiet about it. It comes out the next day that the man's knee has been torn up and he will miss the rest of the season, thus ending their season. I fully agree out of the names I've read. That was the most pivotal, devastating injury because Philadelphia had a backup quarterback. You know what I mean? Arizona, they didn't didn't figure it out after the running back thing. David Johnson went down, but a lot of stuff had to happen to them after that. They were a bad team. Exactly. Uh, Houston could have done some things in the playoffs. I mean, Tennessee Titans and the Buffalo Bills made the playoffs. You tell me Houston with Deshaun Watson couldn't have been in that slot. Absolutely, they could have. So Deshaun Watson going down, I fully agree. That was a tough one. And I hope, I hope he comes back 110% because he was exciting as hell. And he kept Bill. He allowed Bill O'Brien to come back next
2: year. Oh, absolutely! I hope they have the uh, the the the, the kinks worked out that they get the same momentum rolling they did uh, the middle of the season. Uh, at the beginning of the season yeah. next year. Yeah, absolutely. Really do.
0: Watson was very impressive. He threw for 19 touchdowns and just one yard shy of 1,700 yards in the five games that he played. He just went, five games? Just five games. He went two and three in those games, maybe one that he should have won, which was a last-minute-two shootout. With Russell Wilson, yeah. where they lost 41-38 to 38 in one of my favorite games of the entire yes. season. Yes. It was very impressive. He
1: was a baller. But
0: for 19 interse- uh, nineteen touchdowns, 8 interceptions for 5 games, that's that's pretty impressive. We could work on the accuracy a little bit, and he'll get there as he he's gets a, a little bit older. But it he's was a rookie. rookie. That's an impressive stat line for somebody who yeah. played just 5 games. And I hope they get some free agents, because they don't have a draft pick.
2: Mm-mm. they yeah. don't have a they first overall draft that, pick that is,
0: that is going to be tough well it's going to require some good coaching which takes us to the next Coastie uh, for Coach of the Year ooh big
1: one yeah of the,
0: Coach of the Year this is a big award we had a lot of good nominees for this one some uh, that uh, well hopefully nobody here will surprise you these four, names, uh, these four names are people who are definitely deserving of the award so Coach of the Year Coasties 2018 the nominees are Sean McVay Head coach, Los Angeles Rams. Nice. Doug Peterson, head coach of the Super Bowl-bound Philadelphia Eagles. Crazy. Great year, Doug. Crazy. Mike Zimmer, coach of the Minnesota Vikings. And Doug Marone... Syracuse University alumnus and coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Dougie Fresh. I'm uh,
1: uh before you even announce the award, I'm amazed Bill Belichick is not in the conversation but You know going. what?
0: But that's that's so I see I thought about that myself and I think I mean Belichick could win it every uh, single year. For oh me boy, that would be guys. that would coach be the boring. best team of the year. That would be
1: boring. It's the best
2: coach, not the best coach of the
1: best team. It's the best coach. coaching job. Best coaching job. You think uh, never mind. All right, well Whatever. you guys, you guys want We wanna, have our nominees. Let's the
0: nominees, you guys, are you guys ready? All right. And the winner of the Coasty for Coach of the Year goes to Sean McVay. Yeah. Woo! Head Woo! coach, Los Angeles Rams. I was rooting oh, for Oh,
1: man. I was rooting for him. Oh, man.
0: An impressive year for the Los Angeles Rams. Just, Undeniably I mean, so. I mean, you cannot argue. You cannot argue with the year that they had this year. Uh, 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 winning their division 11 and five in the NFC West. Uh, uh, the From highest, where they were, the highest scoring offense in the NFL. Sean McVay, the youngest coach in the history of the NFL, comes in, completely changes the culture. His defensive coordinator is twice his age. He was riding his bike when Sean McVay uh, was was still in the womb. And 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 now look at them. They are the cr- host of the NFC West. They are the team to beat next year in the NFC West and I mean it's really just a testament to the way that Sean McVay came in and changed everything about the way the organization was run he
2: proved that to be good in the NFL and successful is really about alchemy like you Mm -hmm. cannot Mm -hmm. you could not define what is great in the NFL until you put it out there and you mix it up with the the other elements of a team Yeah, uh, quarterback kicker punter this guy elevated everybody yeah. that yeah, is so rare it, it is bilicek-esque and i think it is so well deserving that a man who resurrected jared goff mm-hmm. todd gurley mm-hmm. whitworth
1: robert woods
2: what well, yeah. where did he come yeah.
1: from i mean it was a stunning a stunning upgrade at almost every facet in that offense. And also the, the people, defense. the people he brought in to coach the defense. The defense played great as well. It in was an unbelievable change. In one of the hardest change.
2: environments to do so, they still don't have a stadium. They still don't have a stadium. Remember how many times we tried to use that as an excuse last year? Oh,
0: Jeff not, Fisher did, yeah. Not once did we. They use don't as even, an and they don't even have it this year. They were four and four, an even five hundred record at home this year. However, confidence. Went on the road. 7-1, and one, how about, wow. for the Rams this year? People don't realize that. The Rams were 7-1 and one away from the Coliseum De-throning this year. Dethroning
2: the Seattle Seahawks of all people in which they needed to show that they were going to be the next team uh, in the future. That to be a huge That's huge. It was so huge. And it was good for football, good for Los Angeles. Second biggest market in the NFL. We're back.
1: I cannot wait to hear the actual NFL awards get given out. I am truly rooting for Sean McVay to win this. I am so excited. I'm genuinely excited to see one award given out, and that's for my man Sean McVay. Because to come in as the youngest head coach and to win coach of the year, it would be stunning accomplishment.
2: And he's, gr- and he's a guy you want to root for because he's yes. also
1: a great guy. Yes. He's just a great guy. A beer Good drinker, as we know. Yes. Yes, indeed. As we know. All right, let's move on to the next one. Congratulations, Sean, for the first ever Coast D. Good for you, buddy. And
2: that leads us perfectly, perfectly into the next award, which is the Los Angelino
1: of the Year. I like this award. This this is 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 given. This is only for uh, the Rams and Chargers players. We're giving this award to the person who represents Los Angeles.
2: And it would be a grave mistake for us not to give this award out, being that we cover the Chargers and the Rams. Mm -hmm. It is perfectly suited for us. Here are the nominees for the Los Angelino of the Year. Mm Mm-hmm. First off, we have the we have Philip Rivers quarterback Chargers. All right, great beard. What's up, yeah, buddy? Up hard. Doesn't he, technically live in Los Angeles. <laughs> Keenan Allen wide receiver, Los Angeles Chargers. Nice. Todd Gurley running back, Los Angeles Rams. Uh-huh. Aaron Donald, defensive lineman Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff, quarterback, Los Angeles Rams.
1: Okay, three Rams, two Chargers. Who's going to get it?
2: The 2018 Coastie Los Angelino of the Year is Todd Gurley. Running oh, All
1: right. Los Angel- what a Man. year. A lot of Gurley fans in the audience. What a year for Todd Gurley. Very excited the fans are in Pasadena. Oh, we even get a little whistle for Todd. I like it. They must like dreadlocks in that section.
2: <laughs> we knew we knew Todd Gurley had it in him. Oh, for sure. For but, sure. But what he was able to do, especially near the end of the season, in which he was Dang near unstoppable.
1: Oh, yes.
2: Unstoppable. Toughest toughest player to stop from scrimmage, without question. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
1: He made people miss. He ran him over. He ran around him. He did everything you asked of him.
2: He looked like a guy who... Did, you know when you watch that one high school player or that one college player mm-hmm. that just makes everybody else look like they're they're going in slow motion? You very rarely see that in the NFL. And Todd Gurley did that a couple times against some good teams. And we saw what, what could be the, one of the greatest running backs of our generation I, it looked around. like
1: It looked like it. I voted for this based on because now when I go home, when I talk to people about football, they know I do this podcast, they know I'm trying to root for the Rams, root for the Chargers, so they always ask me about these teams. And when I voted it for, who do I talk about when I talk about these teams? What player sticks out? What player represents the Los Angeles franchises? And that player is Todd Gurley. You go anywhere. People might know about Aaron Donald because of his success inside. They might know about Jared Goff, Keenan Allen, Phillip Rivers. Is he a, a Hall of Fame quarterback or not? Everyone talks about the greatness of Todd Gurley. It jumps off of the screen at
2: Fans you. Fans in other stadiums were wearing Todd Gurley jerseys. And I they had an amazing segment in which there was a young man in Jacksonville when the when the when the Rams showed up who just had to meet Todd. Yeah. So he has that. He has that ability to just elevate beyond the field, on top of being an incredible player, Absolutely. but off the field as well.
0: Five 100-plus yard games this year. Six, if you count the postseason uh, loss to Atlanta, where he rushed for 118 yards. How could you forget, of course, uh the absolute drubbing they put on the Seattle Seahawks, 42 to seven, where he rushed for 152 yards that and three touchdowns,
1: and caught another one.
0: Ugh. Just some really stellar performances, week after week after week for Todd Gurley. This season well deserving of this award.
1: And what do you need to do to represent your city? You need to beat your biggest rival and there is no one who did it better than Todd Gurley this year against those Seattle Seahawks. He just took them to We're the We're excited woodshed in to that have game. him. We're I'm excited pumped. to have him. I'm pumped for the future of this Rams team. I'm hopeful for the future of this Chargers team, but the hopes and the the make what makes me smile to be a Los Angeles football fan starts with Todd Gurley and he deserves this award big time. Congratulations Todd. Now let's move on to Dangles's celebration for rich
0: oh boy this is fun uh i've enjoyed this uh hearing yours uh so i'm gonna share my selection for the rich orstad memorial best touchdown celebration uh this was a tough one for me i had to juggle a couple uh but ultimately i decided to uh go with week four Green Bay Packers uh, in Lambeau playing their uh, Chicago Bears, the Rivals. My number one celebration this year is Devontae Adams' Lunch Lady celebration. Devontae Adams catches a touchdown pass, runs to the end zone. He's got a a cadre of players who are coming with him. And he turns around, grabs a scoop, and just starts ladling out slop to each one of the players. (laughs) And they just come. And each one of them takes a tray, gives them some slop. Next, gives them some slop. It was great. It was spur of the moment. It didn't look like he'd planned it out. It looked like he just kind of was there and the guys all just kind of glommed on They're like oh yeah this is exactly what he's doing it was (laughs) it was a lot of fun it was a close shave between that and the hide and seek game that Juju Smith-Schuster and Le'Veon Bell played in uh, week seven against Cincinnati look that up if you missed that one this year Mm. Uh, but I had to give it for the spur of the moment creativity to Javante Adams and the Green Bay Packers for the lunch lady celebration in week four against the Bears
1: so for those three nominees for touchdown celebration of the year we have duck duck gray duck we have the people ball's elbow by golden tate and we have the lunch lady special by my man Devonte adams and the green bay packers i like those all, very good all, dangles oddly they're all in the nfc north which is weird but all very oh, yeah, good weird. celebrations so there you go those are the rich orstad touchdown celebrations of the year for the fan of the year from the coasties now on to the final three awards and they are big ones it's time for defensive player of the year get excited Get excited. And the nominees are <clears throat> Jalen Ramsey, cornerback, Jacksonville Jaguars. Calais <laughs> Campbell, already a winner tonight, defensive end, Jacksonville Jaguars. Aaron Donald, defensive lineman, Los Angeles Rams, also a winner of a Coastie. Demarcus Lawrence, defensive end, Dallas Cowboys. And Cameron Jordan, defensive end, New Orleans Saints. Could New Orleans bring home another one? Wow. Some Amazing. great, great choices here. Amazing. A lot of NFC in there. And the winner is Aaron Donald for your Los Angeles Rams. Bringing it at home. His second right. coasting wow. of the night. Way to go, Aaron. 99 in the house. Wow. I mean, truly, truly a wonderful year for Aaron Donald at the defensive line what position. What
2: separates him from some of those other candidates? All great, all wonderful. Jalen Ramsey, amazing second year, incredible. Calias se- Campbell, another wonderful candidate. But what is it about him that separates him from the likes of Cameron
1: Jordan or DeMarcus? To me, it's the ability to blow up not just the passing plays like a Demarcus Lawrence does, but he blows up every play. You need to plan around him and even when you double and triple team that man, even when you try to trap him and force him away from the play and run and jump away from him and stunt away from him, he makes plays consistently against the quarterback, against the running back, against wide receiver screens, he's all over the field. I'm
2: always impressed when I hear coaches talk about players. Mm-hmm. Usually coaches talk about teams, but when coaches single hand, like single point out a player and say that guy scares me or I don't know what to do with that guy or that guy's just that. you hear that a lot in press conferences coaches Mm -hmm. leading up to weeks or even post weeks talk about the devastation that Aaron Donald imposes on other teams
0: well, I mean, you know, it's funny. His stat line doesn't necessarily show all that that overpowering a number. Like there are other there. Are Demarcus Lawrence, Cameron Jordan, uh Aquias Campbell, all all had better statistical years at defensive lineman than Aaron Donald. He only had 32 total tackles, uh, 11 sacks was good for tied for 11th in the NFL. He forced five fumbles and recovered one. So obviously is, a big force getting to the quarterback, remember, stripping the it ball. Is more but about, it is more is about his presence. Lineman. But what I was getting to is that he is more about his presence on the field. He's not a guy who's going to put those numbers up necessarily every year. He's going to have solid sack totals. He's going to get behind the offensive line, but just his mere presence on the field—what you guys have been talking about—that it factor of oh my god, it's Aaron Donald. What do we do? That—that that is what you know. That's what sets him apart from all what, these other, from a lot of these other guys. What's anyway.
1: big for me that the stat lines that you read in a regular box score will not break down, but when you dive into these stats on like a Pro Football Focus or something like that the pressures and the QB hurries that this man puts on that makes the quarterback move his feet and have to make a play, there is no one better than Aaron Donald. And that's why I gave him the award in first place.
2: And let's keep in mind, the other three players, uh, Calias Campbell, Demarcus Lawrence, and Cameron Jordan, are all defensive ends.
0: Mm -hmm. You guys know this is his fourth season, and uh, this year alone, he doubled his forced fumble total for his career. He's an unbelievable player. (laughs) But let's not
2: overlook that. He's a defensive tackle. These Players who have these sack totals and these and these high stats are playing so in in schemes that where they're defensive ends and they're supposed to get these. Yes. He's getting these numbers at defensive tackle,
1: beyond crazy. Yeah, no, no, I I'm a big fan of uh, my man Aaron Donald and deservedly so. The only player to take home two awards so far, the coasties for Aaron Donald. Big day, big day. Well, and Aaron Donald must be happy that he's
0: playing for the coach that he's playing for now because last year, Mm. oh my Mm. God, not so good, Jeff Fisher. Sorry again, we know you can't be here. We'd love to be able to be here so we could insult you to your face. Enjoy Montana and whatever gas station burrito you're eating right now. You were not unfortunately up to be nominated for this upcoming award because you weren't good enough to get a job in the NFL, you hot piece of garbage. Damn. So Dangles. (laughs) Without any further ado, let's get to those coaches who are Still around in the NFL. Somehow, we don't really know why. This is the 2018 Coastie for worst coach remaining. Oh, excited. (laughs) Excited about this one. I'm excited I get to read this one. Very excited I get to read this one. Worst coach remaining. All right, and the nominees for worst coach remaining are Dirk Cutter, head coach, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep, terrible
1: coach. (laughs) Terrible coach.
0: G Jackson, head coach, Cleveland Browns. 0 16. Marvin Lewis, head coach, Cincinnati Bengals. Nobody Great candidates. there. And Mike McCarthy, head coach, Green Bay Packers. I wonder who put that in there. I, have, <laughs> I, I wonder I where no that idea. came from. I have no idea. Wow, Mike, yeah. Looking svelte today, Mike. And the winner of the Coastie, four worst coach remaining, is Marvin Lewis, head coach. Upset Cincinnati oh, Bengals. Upset. Wow. I would have wow.
1: That. Of all
0: those candidates, wow! That that is a shocker. Honestly, that that is a shocker. I'm um,
1: upset, Marvin. Good for you, buddy. I see you smiling over there. Congratulations, Marvin was, Lewis. It was reported he finally won.
0: It was reported shortly after the Bengals season ended mm-hmm. that Marvin Lewis and the Cincinnati Bengals would be parting ways. Mm-hmm. That they uh, had decided that they were not going to uh, pursue one another contractually, professionally. <laughs> Or otherwise. (laughs) That's
1: a way to say it, yes.
0: Uh, And then two weeks later, everybody just decided that that was all kaput and that we were going to bring him back again because the Cincinnati Bengals re-signed him to a contract extension.
1: Unbelievable.
0: And now he's the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals again after a career that is, I think, statistically just over. Over the 500 mark, like just barely.
1: He does have seven postseason appearances, though. not a win. Not a single victory in those seven postseason appearances. He's coached for a very long time in the Cincinnati Bengal, and honestly, the team has been the same. Every year he trots them out. They're a team that gets a lot of penalties. They're a team that makes a lot of mental mistakes, and they're a team that never seems to fulfill the promises that they set out to fulfill. This whole this whole fiasco just
2: brought us to the attention to oh yeah Marvin Lewis is still coaching he stinks yeah and he's, he's still, still here. he's still around he's still I don't here. understand why I f- could have sworn he got fired at some point but no it didn't and and you we all are forced to look at this career and go why is this guy still coaching
1: unbelievable very Jeff Fisher esque unbelievable very
2: Jeff Fisher esque
1: just and an upset victory here over a coach who went zero sixteen and kept his job that's how little we think of Marvin Lewis there's a man who didn't win a game all year last year kept his job and he's not the worst coach remaining to us Marvin Lewis is who of this t- of these coaches did less with more. I mean, uh, Cleveland was terrible to begin with. You are correct. I would say Mike McCarthy, because I'm a Green Bay fan. I could also yeah. I would say Dirk Cutter also had a lot of weapons
0: there. That I mean, was Mike my Evans, guy. Jam- Mike Evans, Jameis Winston, Doug Martin, Gerald McCoy on defense, Brent Grimes. These are all guys <laughs> who are potentially he pro was ballers. the Jacksonville
2: Jaguar. Like, that team was going to be the team everybody was picking, like, to upset everybody they and come a sexy out of team nowhere. Devontae s- David, fucking, they, they, they have some names on this team. How could you not coach? that team to a better record at least 800 or at least 500 eight eight please they played really shitty really bad congratulations marvin on an
0: impressive upset so
2: we go from worst to first with this next award
1: oh the last award of the night the last award of the evening sit up it's time for best picture i am very very honored to be
2: Announcing this award and handing this beautiful, beautiful, coasty trophy that we have here. So without further ado, these are the nominees. Todd Gurley, running back, Los Angeles Rams.
1: Congratulations, Todd. Big deal. Get a Ram in there.
2: Carson Wentz, quarterback, Philadelphia. Year two. You're in it. You're in it, Carson. Year two, Carson. Don't, don't get up. Don't get up. And Tom Brady, quarterback, New England.
1: <laughs> That's We're a tough worthy. crowd. We're not That's worthy. a tough crowd.
2: We're going by applause alone, and it'd be hard to tell. And the winner of the 2017 MVP goes to Tom Brady.
1: Wow. Quarterback, New wow, England. Wow, the greatest of Lito. all time. The well, crowd's going wild for Brady.
2: Can anybody? Can anybody? How do you argue with that? How do you? How do you? How do you say anything against that? You it's- don't
1: argue with it because he was another unanimous victor for MVP. We all had him as number one, and undeniably so. The man started our season as the best quarterback in football, a unanimous victor of that in our best quarterback list, made almost nine months ago at this point, and he did nothing but fulfill the promises that he set out to be. Amazing I, year I got, by Tom Brady. I
2: got to tell you though, he was not going to be my MVP going into the playoffs. I oh, mean, he had
0: a poor end to the season. He looked no, very, he looked pretty soft. Not in just, the last no, of the know, not, no, no. That's Brian. not
2: that's not what I that's not what I was saying. I, what I was saying was I believe that Todd Gurley really had the MVP going into the playoffs. But as usual, we saw what makes Tom Brady the greatest player ever. No. His ability to really
0: no, kick the snot out of anybody in any circumstances in the Most playoffs. valuable no. player. Most valuable player. You could argue that there were two players on the Rams, maybe even three, who could contend for that. There's only one person on that Patriots team who is the most valuable to his team, which without him, they would not be who they
1: are. That's Tom Brady. I'll say it this way. Tom Brady deserves this award, number one, but if Carson Wentz does not get injured— Carson Wentz is getting this award. I don't disagree with that. I think Carson Wentz had the best year and the best case to beat Tom Brady, but, but Nick, he missed the final three games of the Nick season. But Nick Foles kind of put a hold on well, that. Gurley was but- great. Here's the thing I want to say about Brady, though. This was not a big year for an MVP. This was a very no. basic MVP season. No one set the world on fire with records. No team won 15-1. and one. Tom Brady won this because of consistency and because of Greatness. Simply put, greatness. Todd Gurley played very, very well. Might be the best running back in football, but Tom Brady is the best player at the best position of the most important position in the NFL. That's why he's going to come home with the trophy this year. Yeah. That's why he did. And it, yeah, and I mean, it, it,
0: yeah, it, it makes perfect sense. I, I think he was just I, just... I see him as the most valuable to his team yes. overall. Yes. I mean, and, and he... Uh, but I guess the other thing I would say is the fact that the Eagles made the Super Bowl. I wonder if that takes a little bit away from Carson Wentz's case no. because yes, it does. Well, no, I think no. it does because absolutely yes, okay. It does. If he had if he had stayed healthy and they made the Super Bowl, sure, fine. Yes, he absolutely probably should win at that award. However, the fact that he went down. And the Eagles still went on. Dice. The, Super Bowl. Dice the Minnesota Vikings. And they not only beat the Minnesota Vikings, arguably the best defense in the NFL, they destroyed them. They torched them by 31
1: points. First off, the MVP is an award given out to the regular season. It has nothing to do with the playoffs. Ah, oh, bullshit. Se- second off, even if you want to include the playoffs, there was not a bigger nobody-believes-in-us team than the Philadelphia Eagles. To be home underdogs... As the number one seed, it was the best team all season, and yes, Carson Wentz deserves to be considered for this award because there was not a better player in the Tony, league. Tony, we while all he agreed
2: the winner of the Minnesota and the New Orleans team was the team to beat, not because Philadelphia was garbage, because those teams were great. Yeah, and Nick and, Foles was playing, and Minnesota. No, but just because Minnesota was the real deal, mm-hmm. they really were. What Minnesota did against Philadelphia because of what Nick Foles did. Nick Foles didn't have a subpar game that just got him through. Kid had three touchdowns and lit them up. Lit them up. It's clearly a combination of many factors, including Doug Peterson's incredible coaching and preparation. Carson Wentz deserves to be in this category. I don't know if he would have beat out Tom Brady.
1: Well, it's a question that we won't be able to answer because of the injury. But again, Tom Brady unanimously comes home with this hardware. I'm sure he'll put it right next to all of his other awards on his little mantle. Because this is just as prestigious as anything he's ever been given. The MVP. Of the first ever Coastal Awards.
0: Well, let's hope he treats it a, with a little bit more respect than Bill Belichick treated the AFC Championship Trophy oh, with, yeah. uh, because he pretty much. If you if you didn't catch the video of this, you have to go and watch it. And he does this every year because he doesn't care about the AFC Championship Trophy. No. There's one piece of hardware that matters to him. It's the Vince Lombardi Trophy. He's already got five of them. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, but he literally just he takes it and second just turns. It's like he's passing off a relay baton. He just turns and it just rotates 180 degrees and hands it off to. Some crony, who, you know, is going to go throw it in the pile to be
1: melted down into the Super Bowl rings for the Patriots. But not Tom, and not with this award. And thus concludes the first ever, the first annual Left Coaster Awards, the Coasties. Thank you, everyone in Pasadena, California. Thank you to Dangles and Brian and myself for putting (laughs) together an amazing award show. The three of us here had a wonderful time doing it. But before we leave you, I want to give you a little bit of preview of what's coming next week. The crowd's going crazy. They want more. We don't crowds have any more crazy. awards. We don't
0: have any more awards. I'm sorry. We don't. I gave out
1: all the Jeff Fisher Ran jokes. There's belts. no more. All right, so next week is obviously <laughs> the Super Bowl, and we're obviously going to go big or go home. We are going to have a Super Bowl special for you with special guests, special call-ins, special people, and the three of us will break down the game in the most intricate and diverse way possible we break down every angle of this game if you have any inkling of what to do listen to what we did last year for the Super Bowl we broke it down from every angle and had it almost predicted now nobody predicted that Atlanta was going to come out to a huge lead and then the Patriots come back it's football it's why you play the game but we will do our best to break down the game the three best brains in Los Angeles are going to hit this Super Bowl hard so come back next week for the Left of Super Bowl special the last show of the season for the Left Coasters until we take a big break for the offseason. I'm excited for next week. Thank you for the Coasties, and thank you, gentlemen, for enjoying that with me. Thank you. We will see you next week. Hey, ram it.